It's Radio Free Tote Bag, official sponsor of COVID-19, and I'm Donovan. <laughs> I'm Arthur. Didn't we are the official sponsor. I didn't sign we off on that. that. Oh, I kind of, I kind of, you do the editing and stuff. I'm doing the outreach, man. And so I'll <laughs> let you know, listener, if you were infected with coronavirus, cough out a little bit of sputum, put it under like a, uh, a microscope. And if you zoom in real quick, right there on the side of the virus, you'll see the RFTB logo. So <laughs> that's good publicity right there. We love I'm, it. Well, you know, they say no, uh, there's no such thing as bad press, but, uh, Man, uh, it's, it's 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 the perfect evolution of advertising. It's advertising that you cannot ignore. It's always I, there. You know what? It's inside of you. Get a big listener base among like medical testing facilities. I think that's our that's new, the gold our, ta- our new tagline: RFTB. It's already inside you. <laughs> All right. Well, this week we have a very special guest that I am stoked about. It is Commodore Gilgamesh from Everything Is Terrible. What's popping, Commodore? Hi. What's going on, Commodore? <clears throat> Not a lot. I'm just talking into my computer with you. Fuck yeah. It's Love great. to see it. This is how the kids talk nowadays. We all just speak into our computers. It's and, uh, into computers. It's all computers these days. Yeah, all of my friends are MacBooks. I keep them all folded up right next to me in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good relationship. Powerful. <laughs> The powerful What's well, a com- Commodore for folks who do not know? Can you give like a brief kind of intro uh, description of everything is terrible? Maybe a little bit of origins to it. You know, no, I've been doing it for twelve years and I can't do a brief uh, description of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no. There's no chance. Uh, yeah, yeah. So everything is terrible is a psychedelic and comedic found footage and fucking psychedelic i don't fucking know art group thing on the internet (laughs) and in real real life um but yeah so we take old videos and we remix them and make psychedelic comedy for the internet and then we tour doing live shows and building installations and making art i don't know yeah is that right i still haven't gotten it right yet (laughs) i think that's pretty close uh so you mentioned that you do uh you do live program you do live shows Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I was at a live show and would have been like 20, 10, 11. Hell yeah, I was, I was there. I was there. In, in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you guys played some of my absolute favorite clips, including Want to Lose Fat. Oh, I love Want to Lose Fat. <laughs> Such a powerful, powerful piece. <laughs> we're, uh, moving, we're moving people and fat <laughs> in, in our corporation. And I, uh, yeah. I lost my mind in the audience, uh, listened to it. And then at the end of the show, uh, you guys set up for a hug line. Like people could come up and give y'all a hug in the, Oh in fuck. The... I forgot about this. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, my giant dumb ass stepped on either your or someone else's foot. That's so funny. And, uh, <laughs> the, the person whose foot I stepped on said, please be careful. We are not wearing shoes. you know what's funny about that is i in the first eit tours i would argue really really intensely to convince everyone to take their shoes off and like most people (laughs) don't want to take their shoes off in like a theater or a rock venue so looks like i won that night that's true the shoes were off and (laughs) the game was real (laughs) those schmucks 
Especially one of y'all shows. If you were telling me to take my shoes off, I'd be like, oh no, what's going to happen to my feet? Little, I know. Spooked. I know. I, we so used I to massage guys... everyone's feet in the audience. There was an era, I think it was like 2012 to 13, where we would massage hundreds of feet every oh my night. God. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, dude. My feet That's are wild. always sore. I, I missed ah, out. You missed out. It was a good show. I was going to say, so I, I saw you guys uh, for the Great Satan Tour, I think 2017 or 2018 at the, at the Bell Court in Nashville. Mm, that was a good night. Ooh, that was a that was a great time. I brought my girlfriend at the time, uh, who was familiar with you guys. My sister, who I had sent a couple clips beforehand, mm-hmm. and then her pretty kind of normie friend, uh, <laughs> sweet sweet gal. And we were like, we're going to the show. You want to come? And she was visiting. And was like, all right. And we were walking out, and she just goes. What what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, I think that's why I hate explaining it so much because it's like I think it's better than explanation can ever do it. You know, it's just like it's more than words. I don't know. It sounds silly to say, but it's like it's an experience, man. <laughs> no, exactly. It's it's something that's kind of hard to communicate. Cuz I'll tell you, I I found you guys uh, I was living in LA from like 2013 to 2015, something like that. I was doing uh, open mics for a while. Mm-hmm. And I found you guys because I think it was at the Hollywood Hotel uh, in the next to the bar, the room they were doing the open mics. They had a TV that was just looping through your guys' videos. And I oh, was that's like, what funny. What the fuck is this? And I was just sitting there, like, not even listening to the other people, just watching the fucking screen. <laughs> I ended up looking up your stuff and all that because I had to know what it is. So I think kind of that, like, mysterious, inexplicable nature to it, I think that can kind of, like, pull people in. There's, there's something special about that. Yeah, for sure. Saying what the fuck is this? Like they're gonna go try to figure out what it is, right? And I, I think that's one of the reasons why we keep evolving and doing different things. So like every time you learn one thing about us, there's a hundred things you haven't learned. So it's it's great to keep all that mystery because I mean, how boring is something that you fully understand? It's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like math <laughs> at that point, you know. Yeah, nobody needs math. Agreed. <laughs> So we have uh, we have some some uh, listener questions for you too. This is split kind of. We have one kind of uh, longer question, and then kind of a lightning round, if that sounds good. Uh, so I will I'll hit you with a longer one first. Let's see. That sounds great. Whatever you want to do with me, I'm yours. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. All right, awesome. Uh, so I answer these questions and then Commodore, if you don't mind running down to the uh, CVS for me, I got a prescription. I'm a, I'm a week late on picking up and we can stay on mic and it'll add a new segment to this show. It'll be great. Sure. Do you want a Lara bar? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I'll take a Luna. Oh, <laughs> fancy. Estrogen. Right. estrogen. Yeah. That's a, they got estrogen and Luna bars. It's a lot of soy based. Is it, oh, I mean, nice, wait, is there actual, I mean, is that the deal or is it just like a different wrapper that's for ladies? Uh, I'm pretty sure that Luna bars specifically have like lady hormones in them. At least I've, at least that is the, the legend I've been told. Huh. It sounds kind of like a, uh, Mountain Dew will make your dick shrink kind of thing to me, possible. but <laughs> I don't know. This is possible. I'm no well, scientist. Or maybe the alt-right chads just hate Luna bars, and they're like, it'll give you a soy face if you eat those. Don't eat those. I, I've got a hunch that those dweebs hate Luna bars. <laughs> it's like part of the conspiracy to fuck over men is fucking Luna bars. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so here's here, here's our longer question for you uh, from a listener. Let's see. Yeah, he says, as we're moving into a more you know fully digital age, do you think the kind of bit of collecting ephemera and media is going to be less novel compared to searching VHS bins or better because of uh, more content being accessible? That doesn't sound like a relationship question at all. This is for you. What what kind of of sick, perverted fuck (laughs) is digging through bins for physical media? You should be in jail, question asker. That's my – your relationship to the world is twisted and you should be locked up in handcuffs. Um, I don't – I was just uh, thinking of my joke. I didn't really listen to the question. (laughs) So so like as opposed to, you know, maybe a a decade or 15 years ago – uh, probably twentieth. You guys started around like two thousand, right? Uh, we've been actually doing everything is terrible for twelve years. So uh, we started working together and making shit, but everything is terrible. We've been doing for twelve years. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's just the, the general crux of this. Like, do you find it easier to be kind of uh, putting together like the, these kind of VHS mixtapes? You know, now yeah. that most of this stuff is online, are you still kind of going to stores and, and looking for physical media too? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to that question. So it's like um, our process is pretty specific to who we are and when we came up and, and what we have access to and what we're interested in and what we're trying to uh, manipulate as far as like our world. Um, so, you know, I'm still going to stores and buying stuff when we're on tour, we, we go to thrift stores and, uh, less so in Los Angeles because, you know, there are less physical, uh, less pieces of physical media for sale here. But, uh, in Missouri, I can find thousands of VHS tapes and dig through them forever. Um, and, but we don't care where it comes from. I, and I think for what we're doing, which is kind of like taking a, a message, uh, from the recent past and then manipulating it to modify the present, uh, we we take it from anywhere and we don't care if it's VHS DVD or if we find it on the internet. Um, and I, and I think it's going to, it's, it's easier, easier and harder, uh, every day to do this. So, um, and I, and I, there were people who did it before us and there are going to be people who will do it after us, who will take it all from YouTube. Um, but I will say that, a physical piece of media, as long as it doesn't go to the dumpster, usually continues to exist in our world. Whereas YouTube, uh, see our YouTube channel a few weeks ago, gets uh, it gets deleted, and then that stuff doesn't exist anymore. So remember, everybody, download everything from the internet constantly. <laughs> that's a that's actually fantastic advice. There are there are there's like a movement to preserve Flash games right now because Flash is gonna stop existing. Yeah. And like all of these games that people have played for years, like they either perish now or people preserve them. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's wild to think about the fact that that like box full of photographs in your like parents' basement or whatever is way more secure than like a hard drive in like a bajillion dollar corporations like building in like, I don't know wherever the fuck it is in the Arctic or wherever the fuck they keep them. So it's like, it's insane. That shit is not safe. So yeah, download everything. I'm going to take that to heart. Yeah, build yourself a fort in the woods and live with your hard drives. (laughs) Good, good, good plan. (laughs) All right. All right. So like I said, here's kind of the lightning round. All right, do you want to do these? Now begins the lightning round. Who is your favorite cult leader? 
That's good. That's so good. I mean, every cult leader has so much to give. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, cult is such an interesting term. In our, I'm going to give you a long answer. It's the lightning round, and I'm just going to babble on. Um, <laughs> the Unarians are one of my favorite cults. Um, what is the leader's name? Um, she's awesome looking. Uh, I forget. Uh, the Unarians, whoever the leader of the Unarians was, she's dead now. Um, uh, what's, I mean, the dude with everyone with the matching sneakers, that cult seemed pretty awesome. They all killed themselves at the end, but everything leading up to them killing themselves was like fucking awesome. Uh, nobody ever talks about, they were like just eating ice cream and like playing in the park and stuff. And I was like, that's pretty great. Everyone just talks about the, (laughs) the shitty ending. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm into the Pope right now. I think he's pretty cool. Um, he made that album. So uh, check out the Pope's new album. He made yeah, an I, album? I don't know. He did make an album. It's super funny. Um, uh, it's kind of it's it's kind of proggy. I, I, did some, uh, I did some digging here. Uh, the leader of the Unarian cult was Ruth Norman. What was her stage name? She had like Uriel. a Uriel. She's she's my favorite. Yeah, she she's fantastic. Shit, actually, <laughs> their video production skills are like just beyond anything that I mean. Clearly, they have they're in touch with a higher power. Clearly, <laughs> join the Unarians. This is the uh, this is the lesson from this episode. <laughs> yeah, join join all the cults at once. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think they'd get mad about that? Like, do you think that if you joined one cult and then you tried to like incorporate the beliefs of another cult, if they'd be mad about it or if they'd be like, okay, sick. Like we're going to collab. I mean, I don't think a lot of cults collab, but I think it just depends <laughs> on your, it depends on your cult rules. You know, I, I think, uh, I think though, I mean, but think about it. The happiest people are people who are in cults. Just like historically, <laughs> damn, across the board, the happiest people are in cults. So if you were in all the cults at once, you're going to be the happiest person ever to live. <laughs> you're going right. to be all the happy. Right. Well, it's kind of like a polyamorous relationship. I, I reckon if your cult communication is good, you're listening to you know all your cult partner's needs, you could have kind of a polycule of cults. You know what right. you did right there? You tied it back into relationships, and I really respect that. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you know, you. It, but I would imagine <laughs> it is like being in a poly relationship where it's it's going to be a lot of work to be in all those cults. Oh, absolutely! Travel, yeah. you know, holding the cult leader's head on mm-hmm. your shoulder while they're sad because you've been spending mm-hmm. you know too much time with the Masons, that sort of thing. It's just a time suck. It really is. <laughs> all right, how about? Uh, where where do VHS tapes go when they die? They never die. <laughs> um, you know, I I kind of think that VHS tapes were dead upon arrival. Um, they're they're in the yeah. landfill, but they're still good. You know, that's the thing. We could dig them up and still use them. So, and you know, I, I remember like you know, ten years ago, people being like, "Oh, VHS tapes only have five more years to live," and it's like you don't fucking know. You're just making this shit up. And they're fine. So I'm pretty sure they're going to live forever. Hell yeah. But, Immortal you know, VHS tapes. <laughs> you know what the actual answer is? They they come to everything is terrible. Sorry. Yeah. That's, that's the plug. We're heaven for VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Spe- specifically for Jerry's. There's a whole, there's a whole subsect of uh, VHS well, heaven just for Jerry Maguire. I think we might be hell for Jerry's. 
<laughs> Let's make it to live in the desert all together. Yeah, that sounds nice. No, it is quite nice. It's, I'm, I'm I don't know what it's like something. to be in a landfill, though. I'm going to confess something now. Yes. I have three VHS copies of Jerry Maguire that have never made it to y'all. And I bought them with the intention of bringing them to you, but it never they never made it. You know, I, I I'm not worried about it. It's it's people will sometimes like be like, "You're never going to get mine," and I'm like, "You know what? We will, fool. We will. <laughs> We're going to get them all." So I'm not. You know what? It's just when the time is right, we'll get that, Jerry. Oh yeah. Arthur, the, the Commodore has your Skype info, knows your voice now. So the the EIT <laughs> Collections team may be showing up at your house at night to steal your Jerry's. That's damn right. It says right here on Skype.com that you're in Venezuela, Caracas. So I'll be there. I'll be there with my with my Jerry box. Uh, man, I, forgot how old, I forgot how old my Skype was. Man, I must I lived in Caracas in high school, like fucking man, what is that now? What fifteen years ago? Whoa. I must have made this Skype account then. You know what's huh. funny is I um I didn't really look you guys up before doing this. I'm sorry. Um, and I, I was just like, huh, I might be talking to somebody in Venezuela right now. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. No idea what's happening. A a past self in in Venezuela. Yeah. I didn't know. All right. Good. Here here comes another lightning round question. Lightning round. Should jazzercise be an Olympic sport? No. Good answer. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, I don't think the Olympics should exist, man. Get rid of them. No more Olympics. I'm done with them. Damn. Agreed. I love watching Agreed. the Winter Olympics. You just lost that. It's gone. <laughs> I banned them. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking the Commodore's word is law. <laughs> it, it truly is. No more Olympics, motherfucker. All right, so n- not even a sport. Does the, the, in the entire Olympics take them down with jazzercise? That's the official stance. Yeah, damn. You can still ski and shit. I don't care. <laughs> just don't. Just don't be putting it on fucking TV. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and don't come to my city. That's the real thing. Just don't come to my city. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember. I was living in Columbus, and they were talking all kinds of shit about how they wanted the Olympics, and I'm like, that's a dumbass idea. Dude, they will straight fuck everything up. They will just like start putting homeless people in like boats and just sending them out to sea with no plan. It's fucking crazy. Like in fucking yeah. Brazil, man, it's a it's a nightmare. And just yeah. spending all this money on huge buildings that will never be used again while people die on the streets. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like very cool. They just like truck in slaves from other countries to build the building. It's in, it's insanity. I mean, yeah, people who can like skate are cool. Right. But we make a very good point. (laughs) I like, you know, athletes are great. I think the human body is an impressive thing, but the Olympics as a superstructure is fucked. Exactly. Yeah. That that stuff's cool, but maybe let's not support it by destroying economies and enabling slavery. That's how I feel. (laughs) Turns out it's kind of radical. This might be a bit of heresy, (laughs) but do you have an opinion on Betamax? I know. I have no feeling. I I buy them accidentally, and then I have feeling for a moment where I go, God damn it. And then I <laughs> I scan the cover and throw the tape in the trash and move on with my life. <laughs> where it continues to live. 
Yeah. Where, like forever. When, uh, where the, the, the alternate universe, everything is terrible can acquire all the Betamaxes. <laughs> you know, it is, it is uh, funny because when I was a kid, my grandparents got a VCR and it was like the first VCR in my universe. And my grandfather like did a bunch of research and was like, Betamax is the better one and went out and bought it. And I remember like watching like major league and shit and, uh, being like, these beta tapes look great. And then never, ever seeing another beta tape again. Yep. Cause everybody was like, no nah, porn, porn ruined it all for you. <laughs> yeah, Who cares about quality? Because porn. I know. I know. It's crazy. All right. Here it comes. This is the final lightning round question. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to mask off the, uh, the anonymous question box here for a second. Uh, this is me. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know this one. <laughs> Sorry. What is Dwayne like in person? I mean, he's a heavenly body. I don't, I, he's not person. You already just de questioned your question by saying person. He's a God. Um, so like our words are not even coming close to describing what he is in all of his forms. I mean, he's everything. He's love. He's hate. He's death. He's life. He's birth. I mean, he's everything. He's, he's, he's Dwayne. That's everything I could have hoped for. <laughs> All right. Perfect, perfect fucking lightning round, my friend. Before, before we get into the, uh, the relationship questions part of this podcast, uh, we need to ask you our traditional relationship question for the guest, which is, it's, it, and it's kind of a general, uh, what is maybe your most embarrassing or dumb or just fucking goofy relationship or dating story? Well, you know, it's, uh, that's interesting. Sorry. I just, my computer just donged. You're going to have to, you're going to have to cut that out. I had to plug it in. Um, (laughs) you know, it's crazy. I, I was like, I I fairly recently got out of a really long-term relationship and I was thinking back upon my entire dating life and I feel like a kid. I feel like a little baby. I'm like, how many people have I dated? Like, I still feel the exact same as I did like in middle school. It's really weird. It's like surreal to be like an old ass person and be like, I don't feel any different than I did in sixth grade. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I haven't dated that many people. Uh, my first girlfriend was like, like insane in a way. Like I don't like to call women insane, but like she's like what we would call like an insane person. Right. Um, and you know, I, I've, I got like a bunch of stories around my time dating her. She was like the first person who let me date her, I guess. Sure. Um, I I, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like, I, I think most men are creeps. So I like tend to just not pursue any, any woman ever is my, is my policy just uh, out of, out of fear and respect and respect. Yes. Yeah. And so, so she was like the first person to date me and she was just like a fucking monster. And, um, I've got a bunch of stories, but, uh, one that pops into my head of me being horrible is us having sex together and not, not knowing anything about sex. Like no one taught us anything in this world (laughs) and we're like drunk and having sex and it wasn't working. And I wanted lubrication, which is sold publicly. And I took a tube of toothpaste and put it on my penis (laughs) Yes, Yes! and it was... (laughs) 
just sitting there, I guess, near the couch, because I guess I brushed my teeth sometime. I don't know. And it it burned. It burned her. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, ouch, ouch, ouch. What's happening? And I was like, nothing. What what do you mean? What's happening? And just didn't tell her. And uh, it's so horrible. And it just smelled like toothpaste. And there was a tube of toothpaste there. It was like so clear what happened. Um, and I, I feel so bad about that. I was like, what was I thinking? Like, why was that? A, it's not even lubricant. It's It's like sticky. the opposite. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So it's, I'm a, I'm an idiot and a monster, but, um, <sighs> but you know, like my relationship with her, like got really crazy and the, like a, the last few times I saw her, she like violently like beat the shit out of me. No. Jesus. Yeah. She was like punching me in the face the last time I saw her. Like, Holy fuck, dude. And, and you know, this was like 20 some years ago, but, um, like one time I was like trying to leave her house and it was like the middle of the night and she like wouldn't let me leave. And she kept jumping into my car as I was trying to drive away oh my and, God. and like punching me and shit. And I, I thought I ran her over and it was like so scary. And I was like, I think I just murdered a person with my car. And yeah, so that was like, it was like, that's my first girlfriend. Like all this crazy shit happened. And I was like, you know, I'm like, I think I've been like really, really good at dating ever since then because it was so insane. Yeah, you got chucked in the deep end. I know, I know, it was wild out there. I know, and it, you know, it still is wild out there. It's just constantly surprising. (laughs) It is, man. I think, I think every guy has some kind of fucked up. Like, well, I needed lube, and I thought this shit would work. Like I'm told on here, I was like 13, and uh, I was in the shower. We were, we were visiting a family or something. I was like, I'm going to jerk off. Like, what do we have around here? And the thing I landed on was like exfoliating face stuff with the little beads. And I was like, perfect. And then my dick looked like it had been uh, sunburned with the power of like a hundred suns. And I was in pain for like a fucking week. It was awful. Yeah. It's truly insane. We live in, in such a like ridiculously repressive society where we just don't have any idea what our bodies are for or capable of and nobody's talking to us and we're just like i'll try this and it's just so stupid (laughs) it's so stupid and especially like i mean it's interesting as men because we're like you're in charge of the whole thing and you're like i don't know either it's crazy it's so stupid we uh we talked about this uh with a with a guest sex is weird on instagram uh, a couple months back about just how like even beyond just basic sex sex education that is provided, you know, avoid STDs, you know, avoid pregnancy. There's like no practical information there. There's nothing about lube. No. There's nothing about how do I do anal for the first time. And so people just do, myself included, stupid, stupid shit like that. And yeah. It's, it's fucking wild, man. It's so unnecessary. And especially like I yeah, I'm I knew nothing and know nothing, and I'm like a straight white dude, like with like, you know, means and shit. Like, I can't imagine if I was like somebody else, how much harder it would be. It's insanity. We're all just blindly running into walls out here, sticking our genitals in things and sticking things into our body randomly that we find around the house until we die. And you know what? On the upside, now you're not going to get any penis cavities. So that's that's nice. It is nice. It smelled kind of good. <laughs> no penile carries. 
Well, great fucking answer there. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I think anybody listening can identify with a with a fucked up lube story. So we we love to hear it. Aloe vera gel, not good. Oof. No, hmm. interesting. It's, like, it's natural. It's, it's kind of cooling. Yeah, it's kind of like a cooling thing, but not great for uh, the the second entrance. Not great. Hmm. Yeah. Any of any of the temperature altering stuff. Like I think Trojan made like that fire and ice shit. Don't like it. It was like icy hot on a condom. Like, well, yeah, why? Who the fuck yeah. is having sex and is like, man, my, my dick's just too hot. Uh okay, <laughs> let's put some fucking icy hot. Oh, fantastic. This solves all my problems. My lady loves a bunch of uh mentholated shit in her vagina. Fantastic. Mm-mm. Big fan. What a fucking what a fucking nightmare. Okay, well, we have uh, we have now the standard relationship questions, uh, as this is a show about relationships. Uh, so I'll start us off here uh, from Reddit. Dating my doctor, dot, dot, dot. Is this a potential thing, or am I misreading the situation? Backstory. <laughs> He's M35, been my F31 doctor for a couple of years, and I've seen him fairly regularly. While well, he has treated my B12 deficiency More once like every four to six. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> nice. God damn it. Once every four to six weeks, usually. Fantastic banter, lots of laughs, and back and forth joking. But the situation. I recently joked that I should have tossed something at him while he trains. We go to the same gym to see if he'd dodge it, and he teased I would probably miss. So I asked if he was suggesting we compete to see who has better aim. I wasn't entirely serious, but he responded, it's tricky to date a patient, and then quickly added, but that's not really a date. Well, we both laughed it off, and the appointment ended. Of course, I thought about what he said later on. He's an attractive guy. So the next time I saw him, I had resolved to ask him if he did want a date. I needed to see him just a couple days later, and was planning to ask him at the end of the appointment. However, he brought it up almost immediately when we stepped into his office. Uh, quote, you're going to ask about the date thing? Question mark. <laughs> wow. Well that, well, that wasn't part of my plan. So I, I was kind of speechless. And we laughed about it while we did the whole doctor-patient thing I was actually there for. Then I finally asked if he wanted to. And he smiled and said, Maybe. And then he added, if your ego is still bruised about the whole aiming thing, then ask me again in two weeks. I responded that I would, and he said, I know. End of appointment. Walking out of the office, he said, looking forward to it. I asked, to the competition or to seeing me? And he replied, both. Oh, shit. So the question, am I completely misreading the the situation, or is he actually being flirtatious? I would usually take a maybe to mean a polite no and forget about it. But asking me to ask again in two weeks and saying he's looking forward to it kind of confused me. Fully aware of the ethical issues surrounding dating a care provider, and he has never once been inappropriate with me, nor am I in love with him. Nevertheless, we're both healthy adults with a seemingly good vibe together. I just don't want to put him on the spot by asking for a date if I'm mistakenly reading too much into what he said. Any insights? TLDR, I've been sort of flirting with my doctor, and I'm not sure if I should ask him on a date directly or let it slide because it's all in my head. And that was posted by Merv... Merverlicht. 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 Oh. 
Wow. Holy shit. That's wild. That's hot. That's cool. That's fun. (laughs) I don't even, (laughs) you know, it's like, I was about to say all those things and they were like, listen, I know about the ethical shit. Shut your face. Um, it's like, you know, it's funny because, like, the woman that I'm dating right now, uh, like, remember, like, earlier I was talking about how I just never pursue anyone. She asked me um, if I wanted to kiss her on, like, our third date or something like that. And I said, kinda? Oh. Which <laughs> was, like, me being like, I don't want to be a creep and say yes. So I'll be like, kinda, and then we'll see how it moves from there. And she's forever I, I've, I've been dating her for the last year now and she constantly makes fun of me about that because i was <laughs> such a spineless little twerp and like non-committal and just didn't want to be a creep that i would i was just like i don't know kind of it kind of sounds like the doctor's doing that right yeah yeah because yeah. because this is i mean they're they're clearly both aware that this is a little bit of a weird situation and are kind of trying right. to navigate it which right. you know uh, understandable and yeah, I was with you, Commodore, about the ethical issues. I was going to bring that up, but like, if you if you already kind of if you kind of know that you're being aware of it, you're kind of trying to play this cool, uh, you know. And he's not being weird to you, and and all the banter you've been talking about, and kind of the talk about this, it just sounds like kind of joking around. It, it doesn't sound like he's been weird at all. It doesn't sound like you know this might affect your your uh, like actual kind of client patient or doctor patient relationship. But he definitely seems like he's interested, right? Like, yeah. your doctor's not just yeah. being like, oh, looking forward to seeing you or the competition. And he's like, both, right? Like, no doctor's yeah. just, it gets to that level where it's clearly coming to a date. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Looking forward to see you. So I, this seems like some genuine interest here. I think you're going it- to find out if this guy has a PhD in eating the puss because shit is going to happen. <laughs> shit is happening. Find a new GP now. Like go f- just like get a new doctor. That's true. Yeah, definitely get him. a new doctor. That's what I was and thinking. Go you got to see- get yes. a new doctor. And then go to see him and mention like, well, this is going to be the last time that I see you. Oh, you could even say this is going to be the last time I see you in a professional setting, and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, like yeah, I got a new GP. And uh, you know what? So, that actually so weeds it out. Yeah. If he wasn't then, and like, and he's like weirded out by that. Then he was a bad doctor, like, and he was just fucking with you. So it's like, sure. <laughs> you know. And then you wanted to get a new one anyway because he's being a creep. So it's yeah. like switch doctors and then date him. That sounds great. I like oh it. Oh my god, he's a doctor. Your mother is going to be very excited. I know. I hear <laughs> doctors have access to money. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like money, person from the internet? <laughs> if you do, go ahead and date this doc. <laughs> you know, it is also cool. They could be like, uh, you know, check your blood pressure or something. I don't know. That's right. That's yeah. That's a big plus. You know, you guys living together and you wake up sick. You, you, there's a doctor right there. I know. Bingo. Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, there is. <laughs> any any can write scripts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You could get that's addicted big. to opioids. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> what yeah, a good, shitty good, joke good good point about uh finding the other doctor too because that, that was the other thing i was gonna say like if you do start something you're gonna want to have that set up in case there's fallout or it gets weird right um, and again like they're, they're, even though you know it's not full-on like this dude is your boss or something there's still kind of a professional relationship here and i think maintaining that 
at the same time as dating somebody, regardless of the outcome, just in general, could could be a little strange. So I, I'd agree. You should try to try to find somebody else. There's definitely a power a, a power dynamic at work there right. for sure, doctor right. patient. You know, I gotta say, you guys, you actually are kind of good at giving advice about Thanks. relationships. I didn't think I thought <laughs> you were you. just gonna be a couple of jagoffs like laughing into your microphone. Um, but well, we you are seem, that too. Make no mistake, yeah, no, no. we are that. No, no, I can tell you're that too. But no, I, I, you guys are giving good advice, so that's that's kind of cool. Well, thank you so much. We've had a couple. <laughs> we've had a couple guests say that, and that I don't know. That always makes my fucking day because yeah, I, yeah, I love I talking about this stuff. And sometimes I'm like, man, I'm, I've been single for like a, a fucking year and a half now. I hope I'm giving good advice. Oh, so don't that, say that because I hear. think your I think your casual long distance fucking listens to this. Don't say you're single. <laughs> No, do she, you she, do you no, both agree that you're single? Is that the deal? Have you talked yeah, about this? Yeah. Okay, we're 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 kind of in we're in different states. We're both like potentially moving and stuff, but there there's some interest there. So it's a kind of we'll see what happens thing. But we, sure. we've been seeing each other consistently, kind of flying to see each other for a while. So, oh, who knows? Very sweet. Shouts out! You're the best. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. What what do we got next? Let's get back into being jackoffs and uh, <laughs> laughing into the mic. Next up, we've got this. Is it disrespectful to handcuff a woman during sex? <laughs> I oh found a God. pair of handcuffs in my parents' room while snooping today. I know that it's a bad thing to do, but I was too curious. I was wondering if you find it disrespectful to handcuff a woman during sex like hands behind the back. And that was posted by an anonymous user of the Yahoo Answers service. Thank you, Yahoo Answers. So oh glad to be back. my God! Wait, let's back up the train for a second here. Sure. And you, you found handcuffs in your parents? Yeah. Wait, wait right? Yeah. Holy shit! You're you're burying the lead, question asker. <laughs> what the explain. fuck? Your parents are handcuffing each other. That's the real deal here. Yeah. Good for them. Can I just say good for yes. them? That's beautiful. Are they fuzzy? Yeah, we don't have any information about the handcuffs. They are like, who knows if they're just like little dollar store nickel fucking, you know, yeah. bullshit handcuffs or if they're like luxury fur line motherfuckers. Yeah, are 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 your parents police officers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Nobody knows. Wait, it's this question is stupid. <laughs> this question is stupid. No, I, I get the impression this this person's got to be like a younger teenager, like a right? six. Yeah, you find this because because yeah. kink and especially, I mean. Handcuffs, I think, are, are a little on the on the casual side, but that, that definitely fa- falls falls into some BDSM <laughs> stuff. And like we were talking about before, with just kind of the the ignorance and shame our, our culture carries around sex. Like I know a lot of people, and I did when I was younger. You hear about BDSM, and you're like, oh, like that's that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it's not right as long as your fucking dad isn't forcing your mom to put on handcuffs, which I I would hope and assume he, he's not. You know, and this right. is consensual. There's nothing disrespectful about that. No, absolutely. Just, they're, they're just having a kink, and that means your parents are having good sex. And while that might be a little weird as, like, their kid, when it comes down to it, that's a really fucking good thing because that's important for a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, Keep yeah it's beautiful. 
Isn't it wild how weird it is, like, that we don't know our parents have sex? Like, I mean, you know, we know it on, like, some cosmic level and that we, like, were birthed from our, our, our mother's vagina because our parents had sex. But, like, it's we have, like, that big of a cutoff that, like, the sex that we're the closest to as physical beings in this world... We're like, no way, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It like, really is. We're insane people. It is, because there, there's just so much shame wrapped up around it, so you can't even broach the conversation, so it just exists in like this, you know, your only information about it is something like finding a pair of handcuffs, or like maybe overhearing them having sex, and then that's a whole fucking weird thing, right? Or right. walking in. You ever walked in? Totally. Luckily, and I even say luckily because I don't I don't want to see it. <laughs> don't fucking get sure. Me wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's not. But it's like, like, but it is a good thing. Like that, that means the yeah. relationship's doing well. And if they're fucking kinky too, that's got to mean it's doing really well. Like I don't yeah. think you just have some handcuffs sitting around unless you're having good consistent sex. So congrats yeah. to your parents. You'll learn about this shit when you're older. I just don't don't worry about it. But I mean, I mean, honestly, like as a young person, you should, if you're having great sex with somebody, you should, and you want to handcuff them, you should ask if they're into that, like, mm-hmm. and see right. if that's something they're into. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So important point that there, then, if you're kind of asking about, you know, is this disrespectful? You know, I, I don't know what age this person is, but if you're getting close to being sexually active and honestly, even not, you know, look, look up just kind of explanations of what consent is. Um, and especially like in a, in a BDSM relationship or, or, or where that's a component of your, of your sex. Um, cause I, I find when you're doing uh, kind of the more, again, it's handcuffs, but in this general bar ballpark, when you're doing the more extreme stuff, that's a case when like consent is fucking absolutely essential, right? Cause if you're physically restraining somebody, you need to make sure that they're comfortable with it. You need to be listening to them. You know, you need to make sure you can get them out of them real quick if something happens. So yeah, just, like full on, full on communication, not just consent, just like top to bottom. Right. Everything needs to be, be being communicated, which can apply to everything with sex. But exactly. So that's so that in general is is a good thing to be to be looking into. So again, no, not disrespectful here, um, but but potentially a good opportunity for you to kind of look up and, and get some information about this because that that'll inform your dating life very well. Communication is, is, as we've said so many times, the number one fucking thing. Half these questions just come down to, I have this issue. Uh, and they don't even mention talking about it And it's like, right. just fucking communicate how you're feeling. That's, that's the yeah. best thing. I just had a thought here and, and hear me out. I'm new to this whole talk show about sex thing and, and relationships. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What can you handcuff yourself and masturbate? Ooh. Ooh like I I want to handcuff myself and masturbate now. I'm so curious how this would work. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking it would have to be in front, right? You'd like, have I to. Know, I don't know a way if, that you could handcuff yourself behind. Could you? Like if ah. you're putting some stuff in your butt, you can pull that off. You get yeah, like that's true. Plugger. Yeah, you could rub your. Get around to the front too. You could rub your front on something you have around the house. There that's right. we go. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps you yeah. have an apparatus. You have a two hundred dollar blowjob robot, which is a callback to a uh, episode that we did last year, where I bought a two hundred dollar blowjob robot with my tax return money. Wait, how was it? Uh, I gave it a. Th- what did I give it? A three out of five three, at the time. Three out of five. Mm-hmm. 
That has become a two out of five over time. Oh, not great. Not a good. Have have you continued to receive uh, blowjobs from your robot? I really haven't. It's kind of sitting in this like drawer. It's like I got like a smut drawer. You know, it's kind of just sitting over there. Yeah. What is it? Is it? Does it have like a face? Like where does the human body start and stop on that device? <laughs> so it's like it's like a black box. Like a it looks like the monolith from fucking two thousand one, a space odyssey. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and you uh, you put it over your schwanz, and then it's got these little like ribbed beads on the inside huh. of the machine that work their way over a rubber sleeve. Huh. Okay. So and it's, it's kind of does... like a, it's kind of like a flashlight with with motors and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And it it does know... not simulate the sensation of a blowjob even a little bit. <laughs> I find this is hear me out for a second here. So, and I'm just working on this, like sex toys that that you penetrate. Yeah. I find to be really sad. But right. sex toys that are used for penetrating, I find to be hot. Is this super empowering and hot? Yeah, yeah. And this works in my mind both ways on men, women, every type of person. I find that a penetrating tool is cool. What is this? Where is this? Co- I'm asking you guys a question, a relationship question now. For sure. Where uh, is I this th- coming from? I think it's a stigmatized thing around like the idea that men should be able to pull. You know what I mean? You should yeah. be able to get laid. Yeah, and if, you, no. and if you can't do that, well, then you got to buy a rubber vagina, and that's a shameful thing. There's also like a chicness to the design. I feel like of the penetrating devices that look yeah. a lot better. This is no, true. I, I fully agree. A phallus looks way better uh, when it's manufactured than like like a sleeve than like a sleeve. Like they're either they're either completely hmm. impersonal and inelegant, or yeah. Um, they try to personalize them and it becomes like horrifying. You know what I mean? Like, like the little un- uncanny valley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the mouth. Like you see, I'm sure you've seen the mouth sleeves that are out there. Yeah. Just looks like a mouth. That's unsettling. But for some reason, when a phallus is simulated, it's like visually pleasing. I wonder if it's also like a design thing where like the people designing them think that like men don't care and they'll just, or, stick their thing in any hole that they can find. Whereas like women want something beautiful or whomever is having something penetrate them, want something beautiful and and chic. It's, I I mean, they're, they're just hideous looking. These, these, these things that you, you penetrate. I don't know. It's definitely a component. I did at one point own a flashlight that Mm -hmm. had a simulated silicone butthole. Mm -hmm. And it was, gorgeous actually like it was like a really okay. good facsimile like it was actually like really elegantly designed uh the funny thing about that particular piece uh i lost it in a move <laughs> nice <laughs> like i moved out of a place and i lost it which means that somewhere awesome. in the world there is a rubber butthole that has had my penis in it and i don't know where it is you know what i, I think that I you're not alone mantle. I think that's everyone. You know what? That that's funny. It actually reminded me of a a um, sex toy that I penetrated that was pretty beautifully designed, also. Um, <laughs> and this is a funny story, if I may. Please. Oh, go ahead. Um, so my college housemate had a what we called a pocket pussy, which I think right. is still the term used. Um, vernacular. Yeah, and it had a, a vagina and a butthole, and he told me about it, mm-hmm. and told me where it was and i (laughs) 
I <laughs> being the person who has the certain set of problems that I have, um, went into his room and took it and had sex with it wow. and then told him I put it back and then told him. Um, <laughs> and he didn't want to have sex with it anymore oh, after that. Did he give it to you? Dude. And then he gave it to me, and I was like, "Well, I now there's all this emotional baggage around it where he I don't want to have sex with it anymore." Out of his flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up <laughs> we ended up agreeing that we would just put it on top of the television with a cigarette sticking out of the vagina. <laughs> nice. Um, so it sat there and collected dog hairs and such for a while, and then uh, we were hitting each other with it one night, and it ended up on the roof, <laughs> and. It melted in the sun. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and when when we moved out of the house, our landlord, you know, obviously kept the security deposit because landlords are, uh, you know, traitors against their class and monsters. Um, but they uh, they also they sent us this bill that had this crazy like you know we had to pay them a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. And then this itemized list of all of the things that we did. <laughs> please, please, and, please. And it said, it said whatever, $500 for grop G R O P on roof, which was the, the melted pocket pussy on the roof. Grop. <laughs> I wonder if grop is like landlord term for melted pocket pussy. <laughs> I think it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be. Grop. <laughs> you know they didn't do it personally either some poor motherfucker who does the maintenance who they fucking underpay while they do jack shit had to climb up on that roof and remove it but at least yeah. that dude's got a good story i would get a fucking kick out of that well it there's didn't this look, thing on the roof it, we need to get it, rid of uh here's a it, scraper and you go up there and it's just like a melted silicone vagina stuck to the roof at That's that point, funny. it didn't look like uh, even remotely human. It looked like an alien had barfed on the roof. <laughs> so, can I just say this is the best day of my life? This story has given me <laughs> given me such power. <laughs> we're tr- we're trying to rules. empower people here. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, okay, we got we have another one here from uh, our sex uh, that I'll drop us into. Pretty. Uh, I really tell you a quick one here. Let's see. Uh, question. He pulled out to do push-ups? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's five. Five, five question fucking marks. question marks. I hooked up with a guy once who was fairly young, 21, when I was 19 at the time. We got a hotel, classy as fuck, LOL, Lovely. and he was very sweet. And then the sex happened. Mm-hmm. So this dude has me at the edge of the bed, and he's standing there going at it. And it was pretty good until he pulled out and started pacing around the room. And I was like, four question marks. That's nine. You good? Ten. And he walks back, sticks it back in, goes at it, pulls out, and then drops to the floor and does some push-ups, gets up, and sticks it back in. He is dripping sweat all over me at this point. I mean, dripping. Internally, I was screaming, dead, confused, concerned, gross out. I'm sure you can imagine my facial expression. I kind of just let him finish. I didn't fake moan. I just breathed. I mean, he was trying his hardest, and things could be improved after a good old chat, right? Thinking back on it, he was probably trying not to come, but that was not the way to do it. 
maybe stop moving your dick for a second and just kiss me while you wait it out. But don't go do push-ups. That was posted by uh, CMIM0. Imagine all the stupid shit that you see men do. Just just imagine having sex with men and just all the stupid fucking shit that men do. Oh, just a window into that. I'm sure at least one woman that I've had sex with, and perhaps a man that I've had sex with, uh, has heard me under my breath mutter the phrase, think about baseball. Think about baseball. (laughs) You know, I come every time I think about baseball. Immediately. (laughs) I just like baseball. How many people come with the thought of baseball? Like, it's got to be millions of people that just Um, have done that, and it's had reverse effect where they're just like... (laughs) Now, when I see baseball, I think about sex, and I just come while watching baseball. Well, they, like, they got oh, those Daryl Strawberry. Oh. <laughs> they got. I like that you dug for a '90s baseball reference. Excellent. Yep, that's my most recent one. <laughs> Arthur's always with the old references and the Frasier references. <laughs> yep. Back when things made sense, how would Frasier stop coming? <laughs> Frasier has never ever come. <laughs> I know it for ba- a fact. Baseball's a little sensual, though. You got the big phallic wood grain bat. You got That's the true. balls, and you got you know mm-hmm. those tight little stripy uniforms they wear. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And the hats and the mm-hmm. big gloves, mm-hmm. big old hands. You know what they say mm-hmm. about big glove hands, big bats, and I mean gloves baseballs. are just vaginas, right? True. <laughs> true. You make a great point. I mean, and they're made of the skin of another beast. They're just skin vaginas. It's it's crazy. It's a very sensual game. I think we're mm-hmm. discovering. Yeah. Wait, what was the question? What are we talking about? Okay, so <laughs> totally. this, dude, this dude is just slaying it. Just oh, God, smashing yeah, Saboon. Oh, my God. And then he goes, and then he busts out a hot 15 push-ups on the fucking floor in the midst. Deep I gotta in say, the midst. I don't want to shame this bro, but like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. <laughs> it I'm, sounds like, so this this guy's 21. It, it, it yeah. sounds like there's so much sex advice out there that is like really gimmicky. Like, like Cosmo, yeah, yeah. Cosmo type mm-hmm. sex advice where it's just like some wild shit. And it's like, I mean, I, I bet this would work. I kind of imagine, right? Like you're yeah. totally focused on exercise, but but it's completely impractical. And how do you like get, put that into the flow of like the the kind of sexual dance you're doing, right? And you're yeah. mashing. You can't. You are maintain mashing, the flow. You are mashing your turgid penis into the filthy hotel carpet. Is what you're doing. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering oh, about so the that. physics of an erect penis and a push up. Push-ups. Like, how is that? Is are you? Are, is that? Is it hitting the floor? It has to be hitting the floor. He's to. doing them correctly. If his form that's is what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't count if your if your boner is not mashing into the floor. Doesn't count. What, what if you? That's what my PE what teacher told to me. What if you dropped to the floor and did fifteen girl push-ups? Would that be better or worse? I think your penis would be closer to the floor. No, because yeah. with a girl push-up, you like you like you're up on your knees. You know what I mean? You're keeping your Oh yeah, there's kind of an angle it's tucked it's tucked up into. Yeah. All right. You're you're tucking like uh like Buffalo Bill and fucking Silence of the Lambs at that point. Do you think he <laughs> tucked do you think he tucked before he pushed? He might have tucked. 
I yeah. feel like you would have to. Like if you're doing push-ups and you're like amped up from sex, you're going pretty quick, I imagine. You just yeah. be mashing yourself into the carpet. Maybe he's got like my. I, I get a boner. My my dick kind of leans upward. You know how some people you got like the angle. Maybe he okay. like leans really upward, like yeah. a, like a bomb on the underside of like an F eighteen. You know, so yeah. he's going down. It's just kind of laying against the floor as opposed to stabbing into it. You know, I mean, getting real here. There's a lot going on. It could be what this guy's into, and he just didn't communicate it. Back to communication. <laughs> He should have. He, he should have just been like, "I like to do push-ups in the middle of sex. I think it's super hot. Can I do that?" Right. Instead of just I dropping think, like, it in there. I mean, as long as you don't rip sweat all over me, and then they could have arranged a towel situation. Could have arranged exchange. a towel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe the other person having sex there would have been like, "I'm really into towels," and it would have been great. Yes. <laughs> it would have been beautiful. But they then if it's like this day, I know. But then if it's like, dude is just doing it because he thinks it'll make him not come. It's like, what are you doing there? Like, what are you worth thinking about? Like, why don't you just like make love to a fucking person instead of like yeah. doing the shit you read in 17 magazine or whatever. Straight up. Sorry. Cause, cause it is tough though. Like, uh, I think we were talking about this last episode. Like I've had this issue where like, you're going to come too quickly. And like, there's, it, it, it is kind of, if you find something that works, I can't imagine you might just stick with it. But again, as we keep saying, the communication part is essential. Like if you would, if you would have just told her at the beginning, like, "Hey, I'm just trying not to come. Doing push-ups helps get the towel involved." Like y'all were talking about, this would still be right. kind of weird. But it wouldn't, you know, if you give the explanation, it's it's not that weird. But I'm just I'm just imagining with absolute like wordlessly, like I'm 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 hooking up with somebody, and then she. All of a sudden gets up and you're like, uh, are you okay? And then just gets on the floor and starts like, bangs out 15 push-ups real quick. Yeah, she's doing squat thrust or something. Yeah, yeah it'd exactly. be crazy. I'd be so fucking confused. <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried about her for sure. <laughs> I mean, you, it's... Is it? Are you cool? <laughs> I like what she... I mean, I think she said it perfectly when she was like, why don't you just like stop humping and give me a smooch for a minute? Or like... Yeah. Right, you know, right. eat the pussy for a second or just any other of the bajillion things that you can do in the sack that wouldn't freak her out. <laughs> you could try that. And That's don't involve cool. getting uh, hotel carpet uh, fibers stuck up your urethra because I can't imagine that's hygienic. I feel like this probably happens a lot where we're just talking to the push up guy. Like we're like, we need to talk to you. Lady, you're fine. Uh, yeah, push-up yeah. guy needs to be listening right yes. <laughs> she knows so, what's up yeah and, and, and you guys you guys were younger too i mean stuff like this is it can be hard to communicate i reiterate yeah. just just put the effort into communicating those things but yeah for op here i, you, I don't think you could have handled this any any better i mean maybe asked him about it but ultimately you know that that's not really on you. This is this this is a good story, is is what it comes down to, and yeah, <laughs> it's goofy as fuck. It's uh, it's weird. Sorry, you got sweat dripped all over you. I caused that problem yeah. for a lot of folks. Yeah, it sounds I, I, a lot a lot better than having fucking toothpaste jammed into your body. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess you got off lucky amongst like idiot uninformed dudes ramming things into your body did you did you put it on like a dollop of soft serve or was it kind of like more like an even spread did you (laughs) i (laughs) i don't recall 
I, I would imagine <laughs> due to the drunken state and uh, everything else that was happening, I just squished it onto my hand and then smeared it all over my penis. There you go. And then went to town. Oh. What a, oh, what yes. an idiot. Arthur, Arthur. <laughs> If I, I I might have to do a little tangent here. Have I told you the olive oil, the olive oil story before? Oh no. Okay, I think this fits in. This is this is my other weird lube story. Uh, this is a couple years ago. I was dating this girl. Uh, we were into using using butt plugs on her. Uh, good times. We're having so we order a pizza, and this place takes forever. So like we're gonna have sex. Right <laughs> and then she's like, "Let's get the butt plug," and I'm like, "Fuck, I don't have any lube." And she was like. Like what do do you have any olive oil? And I was like, I, I think so. I guess I guess that could work. So I put the olive oil all over this this glass butt plug. It's smelling like fucking Italian food, real serious. Did you put, put the it in on it or? Yeah, you get some spices and stuff on there too. It's all part of the all part of the process. But the thing had like too small of a base, and so or like I said, we're having sex. We're still waiting for this pizza. She's riding on top of me with the butt plug in. And all of a sudden, she goes, I lost it. And I was like, oh, <gasps> fuck, no. So oh, too, no. It was, it was too slippery. It was too, apparently the olive oil was too effective. Huh. So we have to, we have to retrieve the thing out. She's, I was like, do you, I was like, first off, do you, do you want to go to a hospital? Like, do you feel like we need yeah. to do that? Or do you want me to try to retrieve it? And she's like, just get the thing out of me. So I, I, I got in there. I managed to successfully get it out. We put it off to the side. We're like freaking out, laughing at the same time. And I fucking swear to God, like a minute or two later, the fucking pizza dude talks on yes! the door. <laughs> wow. So I had oh. to like get up and go talk to him like and just completely oh, put good. all of this in the back of my mind for a second. You know? Oh, yeah. Thank, thanks, man. This will give us some more energy because we just had to retrieve an olive oil covered butt plug out of my girlfriend's asshole. Really appreciate you <laughs> delivering this sustenance right now. <laughs> wow. All in Do all, you- good. But do you think it was the olive oil, or do you think that's a uh, a poorly designed butt plug? I I think it was the butt plug. the The base was it just seemed to it seems too small and kind of rounded. So yeah. like if oh, you were getting vigorous good. and like no. she's on top, so it, it's bumping into me. I, yeah. I think that's because I think with regular lube it would have happened too. But the yeah. fact that it was the stupid fucking olive oil. I mean, the olive oil <laughs> with the pizza, it's perfect. It's absolutely <laughs> it perfect. Is. Um, I got, that's funny because that I, so when I was, when I was masturbating as a child, I was like trying to find the perfect lube. And I feel like you kind of touched on that with like the exfoliating cream or whatever. And I, I found that, that oil was the best thing. And I just became obsessed with masturbating with cooking oil. (laughs) And I fucking stained the shit out of all of my clothes my parents' like couch <laughs> in the living room, like every bed sheet that I owned was just covered in like what was clearly oil stains. And I'm sure my mom had to buy like cooking oil twice as much as she was previously. <laughs> mom, and, I'm just passionate about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I think at some point, I forget how it went down, but there was something like, what is that stain like above your waist of oil? Like, and I, I remember being like, <laughs> I don't know, mom, you do the laundry, leave me out of this. And being like, <laughs> I think it worked. I think I just got mad at her and I stormed out and it totally worked. She had no idea. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, masturbating with oil. Fantastic. It beats the toothpaste. It certainly beats the toothpaste. Yeah. It does. It does, but it's a mess. 
I definitely got home drunk from the bar one night and was out of lube and uh, used the canola at least one time that I recall. Mm-hmm. I, I have a buddy who swears by coconut oil, and I see people post that Yo. online a lot. Yeah. Apparently, that one's legit good. I don't you know. know if I was going to say for butt stuff, condoms. it's it is it is great for butt stuff, and in, in yeah. my experience, yeah. And it's, it's it hydrates your skin and stuff. It's yeah, it a smells win all nice. Around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a big he had a big tub of it next to his bed, which always cracked like Trader Joe's coconut oil, which always cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, we're learning things tonight. This and it's true. it kind of makes sense as opposed to putting like I don't know whatever the fuck is in lube into your body. It's like hmm, coconut oil. Hmm. Interestingly enough, uh, a main ingredient of sex lube that you get, like KY brand sex lube, is mm-hmm. propylene glycol, which is the same stuff that's in vape juice. Yeah. Nice. No. <laughs> no. Stay out of my butt. Which makes well, me want to the- vape lube. <laughs> yeah. Or on the other hand, dude, if you're a vapor out there and you're in the situation I was in, just take a big fat rip and blow a cloud all over the butt plug and maybe that'll lubricate it. Maybe. It's worth a shot. Everything is worth a shot. I'll experiment with that. I'll, I'll get back to you, folks. <laughs> Speaking of folks, folks, this has been Radio Free Topag. We did it. We're here. We're at the end of the show. We made it. We did a good job. Woo! Oh, you man. did, man. Thank you, thank you, Commodore, for go- for coming on. It was fucking great talking to you. You've been you've been excellent. Yeah, it was fun. And you know what? You guys are actually pretty good at giving advice. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> that always that always makes us feel good. No, for real. Good job. You guys are sweet. Oh, oh. hell yeah! An endorsement, Arthur. We have an endorsement that made my week. uh so uh let's let's do this now uh go to your podcatcher of choice and rate us five stars because we got fucking commodore gilgamesh on the show of everything is terrible like he's here tonight i was here (laughs) fucking go rate five now i'm gone oh damn (laughs) yeah shoot, shoot us those rates it helps us out it helps us get out there it helps us get some more guests uh, and then to you, Commodore, do you have any uh, any live shows, uh, any new material coming out that you want to plug? We are working on a new movie. That's what I was just doing before we started talking. It's um, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's all about Ooh. kids. It's all about <laughs> kids. It's a show for kids, by kids. Um, we're all kids. Um, <laughs> it's going to be stupid. And we're going to tour the U.S. with it in the fall. Hell yeah. Well, to, yeah. to any of you out there who have seen EIT videos, if you haven't, watch them. Uh, but if you have and you haven't been to the live shows, highly fucking recommend. It's a great time. Don't ah, step thanks. on their feet, though. Do not step on our feet. Late, <laughs> late breaking text information. I just got a late breaking text from a good friend of ours who is a fan of y'all's. Uh, one final question for you. Uh, how close are you to realizing the Jerry Pyramid? You know, it's... It's a thing that we're so serious about that we're open to it taking our entire lives. So <laughs> it's like we're in 10 years already. We've got 30,000 Jerry's. Um, it's, I, you know, it's a, every day I think about it. I work on it here and there. It's, it's insane because we want to do it right. And we don't like our original plan was to go out in the desert and just like try to build a pyramid. Cause that's how we've done <laughs> everything else up to this point. And, <laughs> You know, that was like right before like the ghost ship fire happened and stuff. And we were like, you know what? Like, let's 
try to do it right and not kill our fans on, under <laughs> <laughs> under a collapse of Jerry's. Um, so what a way to die, though. Yeah, I know. Sure. And, you know, we joke constantly about how it's probably how we're going to die, but which is fine. <laughs> uh, we just don't want everyone else to die that way. Bury um, me with my Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, actually, I just um, I personally was in Mexico for the, a month recently taking a, uh, a Cobb building workshop. And I think we have some some good leads on um, a land, a piece of land that someone's going to donate and some funders to build this thing. And I think we might actually all do it ourselves. So we'll see. We'll see. It's it's always moving forward. We think about it constantly. (laughs) We'd love to hear it. I'm, I'm excited for the pyramid to be realized so I can make my pilgrimage. It'll be real. It'll happen. It'll rise from the ashes of this dead civilization. <laughs> the year Our, is 2020. Uh, Coronavirus has taken out most of the populace. Robo Donald Trump has become the fascist dictator. All the cities have collapsed. The tallest structure in the continental United States is the Jerry Pyramid. Unfortunately, it just makes so much sense. It's so true. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Nope. Our intro song is the song hanging on by the band Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song uh, Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or find them on Spotify. Three words. It's the Hayfellows. Thanks again, Commodore Gilgamesh, for joining us in uh, in our space this evening. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Round of applause. It was great. It was great. We had Glad fun. Glad you had fun. Glad you had fun. We try to make fun one, for folks. Yeah, we all do. One, one more plug for uh, for listeners. If you haven't checked out e- uh, EIT, follow them on uh, Insta at Everything Is Terrible. Look them up on YouTube. A uh, lot of lot of like shorter clips on uh, Instagram. Good good way to get into it. Always some good content on there. Highly recommend. Also, watch out on Instagram. It's Everything Is Terrible six 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 because a uh, fucking child has Everything Is Terrible, and we uh, don't know how to get, how to get it from them. So. <laughs> God we'll work on it. it. We're gonna we're uh, gonna put out feelers. We're gonna work on it for you. Yeah, we'll do you know somebody that works at Instagram? Kid. Do I'll people work at Instagram? There's no humans there, is there? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. No. It's just a robot here to milk us. <laughs> Prostate milk us. Folks, I know. thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh this has been fucking wonderful, and uh, you know, everything over here is wonderful. It uh, truly is. <laughs> And uh, guess what? I love you. Thanks. Bye. 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 bye.